From Jerusalem, this is Baruch Gartner with the Living Aligned Podcast. Teachings from the Hasidic Masters, providing the tools you need to live with greater vitality, connection, and joy. Right before Shavuos in the year 1805, Rav Nassim and Rav Naftali, two of the closest students of Rav Nachman, came to him and he said the following, I know nothing, just like you don't know, in the same way I really don't know anything at all. And with great sincerity and a broken heart, he said, and I have great pity on myself. I feel totally removed from God. And then he says, all I know is that because of lush and horror in the world, tzaddikim can't be humble. This is the conversation that preceded the teaching that I want to share with you from Lakuti Maran 197. Before we actually dive deep into the ideas of Rabbi Nachman, let's step back and look where we are right now. 2,000 years of exile, and look at the state of the world, politically, economically. The Holy Chavetz Chaim, in the introduction of his work on Lashon Hara, clearly spells it out. We are in exile because of Lashon Hara. And certainly learning the laws of Lashon Hara help. Right now we're in a series called The Wisdom of Unity, how to bring down the base of Mikdash by expanding our consciousness. We want the base of Mikdash. And the best way to overcome Lashon Hara is not by fighting our inclination, but by picking up our understanding of what causes Lashon Hara. We are now approaching the two months of Tammuz and Av, which the Arizal explained correspond to the two eyes. Throughout the sections of the Torah that we read in these weeks, there's a negative cycle of situations where individuals were fooled by the external appearance of what was going on. Beginning with Miriam's miscalculation of the elevated level of prophecy of her brother Moshe, which led her to speak out against Moshe, Rashi clearly connects this to the story of the spies who saw what happened to Miriam and didn't learn a lesson. The spies went after their eyes and gave a disparaging report about the land, which caused all the Jewish people to cry on the night of Tisha B'Av, and we're still crying. 2,000 years of exile through the vicious cycle of Lashon Hara. After the morning prayers, there's six verses of remembrances that many hold as a mitzvah to say daily. One of them is to remember what Hashem did to Miriam. Says the Chavitz Chaim, it's a mitzvah to say out loud. But more than that, a person has to introspect. Hit boninut. You can't heal something by putting a band-aid on. The problem itself is looking externally at the world. In order to make a rectification, we have to delve deep. This is what the Chavitz Chaim means. This is the beauty of learning Hasidus, which is based on Kabbalah. One needs to go deep to the root in order for us to rise above the problem, to go out of exile into Geula, redemption. Teaches Rabbi Nachman, you should know that through Lashon Har in the world, malicious speech, this undermines humility. That through slander, the people speak in the world, it's impossible for the tzaddikim to be truly humble. Because Lashon Hara creates a period, a separation between the two character traits of humility, anava, and wisdom, chachma. 
And because of this blemish to humility, it's impossible for them to be truly humble. And even if somebody wants to be humble, it will be without wisdom. And it's known that humility without wisdom is nothing. For the real virtue of humility is certainly not when a person goes around with a bent over head or behaves in a foolish manner as if he's humble. This is false humility. For the essence of humility is when it's with wisdom. And this, teaches Rabbi Nachman, was the great virtue of Moshe Rabbeinu, that the Torah itself praises him, that he excelled in the virtue of humility, that even Lashon Hara did not undermine his humility, as it says that Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moshe. So it turns out that there was Lashon Hara in the world, and nevertheless, the next verse says, V'ha'ish Moshe anov me'od. And Moshe was exceedingly humble. He was on such an advanced level of humility that even slander did not undermine his humility. The commentary of the Al-Sheikh help us open up this teaching of Nachman. He explains that the way of the world is, when a person is accused of something, nature has it that a person has to respond, to reveal the truth. People shouldn't make a mistake, especially if I don't answer them. What will people think? Therefore, in this situation, in theory, it was fit for Moshe to answer. But before he does, the Torah preempts him and tells us that Moshe was exceedingly humble. And why doesn't he answer? Because in doing so, he reveals to the world no one reached such exalted levels of prophecy, not even Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And this was the reason that he had to separate from his wife through Hashem's divine directive, because he was on such a high level of prophecy. And this is what Chazal tell us, that when a person shows any signs of haughtiness, then his wisdom departs him. Malicious speech automatically slices between wisdom and humility, but Moshe, who is Das, the wisdom of connection, the force of unity in the world, doesn't let the Lashon Hara cause separation, and his humility is intact. And even on a deeper level, the two character traits of wisdom and humility represent the two holy sfirot of Chachma, wisdom, and Bina, the source of humility, as it says that Moshe only reached his level of humility because Hashem granted him the 50 gates of Bina. These two holy aspects of intellect, Chachma and Bina, are constantly connected. They're called Abba and Ima, father and mother. Moshe is Das, connection, the connection between Chachma and Bina, wisdom and humility. He mirrors his creator. That we say, Moti Shabbos, everywhere where you find the greatness of Hashem, there you will also find his humility. This is a hint to the idea that the two intellects of Chachma and Bina Abba and Ima are always together. Therefore, the punishment for Lashon Hara is Tsaras. The Zohar explains that the word in Aramaic is Segira, which means to be cut off from the lights above, the lights of Abba and Ima. And therefore, Aaron says to Moshe, I beg of you, let Miriam not be like a stillborn coming out of the womb of her mother with half her flesh consumed. Once again, a hint to the separation between mother and father, Chochmah and Bina. 
Therefore, the rectification, the tikkun, is isolation, tisager, seven days in intense introspection, his boninus. This is the rectification, to look deeply into the reasons why we feel impelled to speak about other people. We learn from our holy teacher Moshe, when there's slander in the world or any type of unconsciousness in the world, a situation, this is like a ticking bomb waiting to blow up. And the only way that it's ignited is if I react. One must know that every single person has his vantage point according to his consciousness. Therefore, it says in Pirkeiavos, don't judge your friend until you reach his place. And the Holy Svasem is as on, and you will never reach his place. There's only one judge in the world. And therefore, before I open my mouth, I have to be very, very careful before I speak out against someone. And even on a higher level, before I defend myself. For maybe the best response is to let Hashem speak for me. True humility is clarity on who we are. All of my wisdom, all of my consciousness, and anything that I possess is a free gift. I live to give. It's for other people. Lashon Hara is a dividing force in the world. It destroyed the Besamekdash. And having expanded consciousness, Das, is unifying. And with the help of Hashem, by us internalizing these ideas surrounding this amazing story of Miriam and the humility of Moshe, may we bring down more unity into our lives and shine it into the world. May it be a rectification for all the separation, the period in the world. And may we merit to see the Mashiach, the Geula, and the building of the third and final temple speedily in our days. Always stay connected and subscribe now to the Living Align Podcast.